Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, it's game day. Gary Bettman and some other important names in the hockey world will be in attendance for the Florida Panthers taking on the Ottawa Senators. And with both these teams battling for that final wildcard spot in the East, we'll take a look at how the landscape has shifted in the wildcard race standings. All that and more, and it's brought to you by Farm to Fork. Visit farm2forkdelivery.ca and use promo code SENDS40 for $40 off your next order. You will never go back to grocery store meats. This is the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome inside episode 764 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the road in sunny Scottsdale, Arizona, alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains. Today is Monday, March 27th in Pilsey. Were you as surprised as me to learn that the Senators and Panthers have only played once so far this season? It was surprising, Ross. I thought uh, for sure they were going to get four divisional matchups this year, but it seems like with Sens and Panthers, it's only going to be three. Yeah, very strange. And we were so excited for this head-to-head matchup all season with Matthew in the division finally. You get the Brady matchup, a built-in storyline, and we've already heard that the Eagle has landed. Keith Kachuk, the whole family, both grandparents, everybody is going to be in town. Chantel, the whole family will be there for tonight's game at the Canadian Tire Centre. And I wonder... If you had told Keith before the season that both these teams would be in the mix for a playoff spot, would he have believed you? Would you have believed it, that these would have been the two teams right there on the outside looking in? I mean, I would have believed it. Both these teams, that was their aspiration. Sort of the Florida Panthers, a fall from grace going from present trophy winners to do we think we can scrape and scratch into a wildcard spot? And the Ottawa Senators crawling up from the basement saying, hey, Can we get out of our rebuilding stage and play meaningful games at the end of the season here? So a tale of two cities for sure. Very different opportunities for these teams. But both of them, I think every fan base knew that it was going to be Boston, uh, Toronto, Tampa. And then everyone else is just going to try to find some spot in that wildcard race. So it's going to be interesting to see how the last two games between these two teams go because it could potentially mean one team getting in and one team on the outside looking in. The first meeting was a 5-3 win for the Panthers in Florida, and that was only the ninth game of the season. So we're looking at now game 74 tonight for the Ottawa Senators, and they're still battling for their playoff lives. Two claws left, or was that weekend loss to New Jersey a claw off the cliff? No, I got the claws on, Ross. I mean, the the Mufasa metaphor works perfectly with the Panthers, Panthers, Lions, Cats. Uh, it's all part of the big cat family. So both you claws. Would, you would know. Yeah, big cat guy here. And I, <laughs> I know all about cats. Um, but um, both claw games are reserved for the Panther games, in my opinion. So tonight, is tonight a two-claw game? Like, is it dead and no, gone? No, no, one, one claw game here. Just, okay. Just because I'm sure, Ross, we're not math guys here. I'm sure the math really looks bad if the Sens don't win this game. And uh, depending on your uh, algebra for what a claw represents in this formula of the Sens making the wild card race, maybe the math doesn't check out there. But until they're mathematically eliminated, I'm holding on hope. I know it's 
It doesn't make sense. It's illogical. You do crazy things when you're in love, Ross. I'm in love with this team, and I choose to believe it, even though it doesn't seem like it's going great. I'm going down with the ship. We've got a full game day preview coming up at the end of today's show. These two teams certainly going to play some entertaining hockey, I would imagine. Uh, Defense optional at times this year for both teams. But who's going to be out of the lineup? We knew Jacob Chikrin missed the game on Saturday. It was a two- to three-week timeline. So will he return before the end of the season? That's a question I'm sure Sens fans are asking themselves. But we now know it's a hamstring injury, which makes me kind of think it was from the Victor Hedman slew foot rather than later on in the game when he got jammed into the board. So unfortunate, but at least they're not calling it a season ender like they are with Ridley Gregg. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to have that little light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe he plays. Well, I would say that the chance that he plays is higher than the chance the Sens making the playoffs. So what, you're not on board for this one? No, I am. I am. I'm saying it's good. They left some light at the end of the tunnel here. And Ross, maybe the, he plays on that uh, game. We're making our way to Ottawa on uh, April 8th versus the Lightning. That would be nice if he can make it back for that one. And this would have been a revenge hometown game for Jacob Chikrin. He was born while his dad was playing for the Florida Panthers. So True. his dad actually, I don't know if many know this, his dad's on the Panthers broadcast in like a Mark Mathot type role where he does the intermission breakdowns and everything. If you missed last week's interview with Mark Mathot, Always a a must view on YouTube or wherever you get your audio podcast. We also have breaking news on that episode. Tyler Clevin signed, and now it's been five days. He's watched a game up in the press box in New Jersey. I still have that Thursday game circled. The next game after tonight, he'll have another practice, maybe even two, on Tuesday and Wednesday. And I think we see Tyler Clevin's NHL debut Thursday against Philly. I'm with you on that one, Ross. I think it just makes the most sense. It's been enough time. It's a home game, and it's up against uh, a weaker opponent. So I think it's it's all primed, and the stars are aligning for that to be Clevin's first NHL game. Another note from practice and the morning skate this morning, Cam Talbot has been back on the ice practicing with his teammates. It sounds like he could back up as early as Thursday. Is this a situation where you'd get him back into a game as soon as possible, or would you continue running with Ferguson and Sogard? I don't think I would. I'm not... I'm not too confident in large sample size of Ferguson and Sogard just because it's a lot of pressure to put on these guys. But in the same vein, Ross, I'm not rushing Cam Talbot and getting him in ASAP. So I think if they want to have him back up for Sogard on Thursday, that's fine instead of starting. But then the the question remains, Ross, and I think we've been in this situation a couple times where you start saying, okay, so they've cleared this guy to back up, but what if he has to play? Like, what if Sogar gets injured and he has to play? Like, that could happen again, knock on wood, you hope that doesn't happen, but that could happen early in the game and you're essentially starting that game when you're not ready to start, but you're ready to back up. So the ready to back up term is a very weird one for me. It's extremely strange. But we also know that upcoming weekend, they've got a back-to-back against Toronto and then at Columbus. So when do you want to use him? We'll find out sooner rather than later, but it is good to see him back at practice. We know Mad Sogard will get the start tonight for the Ottawa Senators. What is at stake? Let's take a look at the wild card standings coming up after a quick word from one of our favorite sponsors. We also will talk to you why Gary Bettman is at the game. Who else is with him that has a level of importance and more? You're listening to Locked On Senators. 
Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Athletic Greens. Guys, the grip of winter is finally being loosened and maybe you're trying to get back into a more healthy and active lifestyle or if you're like Ross, you just go down to Arizona so you don't have to worry about winter any longer. That's also a good play. But whether it's winter, spring, fall, summer, whatever season you're in, you want to stay healthy. And the best way to do that is with AG1 as your drink. It's just one scoop of AG1 into your cup of water every morning. I do it. I just finished. I just finished mine this morning. You got to have it. I'm on the routine, Ross. I'm, I'm trying to stay healthy for my 30s. And the big thing is you get 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and more, so you can start your day off right. And this special blend of ingredients is going to support so many good things. Your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all these things while being lifestyle-friendly. So whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, AG1 is good for you, contains less than one gram of sugar, no artificial anything, and it still tastes good. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is head to athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance from Athletic Greens. Today's episode is also brought to you by one of our favorites. It's Farm to Fork. Farm to Fork sponsors every Monday show here on Locked on Senators. We appreciate them. And the best way you can help them is to go to farm24delivery.ca where you can get $40 off your first purchase with promo code SENDS40. Now, what is Farm to Fork? Farm to Fork is a all-natural, antibiotic and hormone-free and ethically raised premium meat and seafood delivery service. The meats are flash frozen after being hand cut at the butcher's table, and this makes the meat that much fresher than at the grocery stores. You don't even want to know how long your meat's been sitting at the grocery store, but here products are individually vacuum packed, so you only take out what you need. It has free and convenient delivery. You can literally stay in your PJs and receive notifications as your order is nearing your home. I'm a big fan of the ribeyes. You know that. But you can head to the website and see all their great deals that they have all the time. Farm Two Fork with the number two. Farm2ForkDelivery.ca. They've also got raised cage-free poultry products, air-chilled, sustainable seafood, all good, all there at Farm to Fork. So go to farm2forkdelivery.ca and use this limited time promo code SENDS40 for $40 off your first purchase. It's a local company doing great things. They service the Ottawa, Montreal, GTA areas. It's all good. It's all Farm to Fork. Taste the Farm to Fork difference. You will never go back to grocery store meats. All right, Pillsy. We are here on a game day, and I want to congratulate the 22 individuals that we are sending to tonight's game. They are the guests of honor at tonight's game. Lots of people <laughs> I reached out to in particular because I, I just know that over the years now that we've been doing this show, they've been nonstop supporters. We appreciate that. We did the draw on the weekend. It took a while, but we have gotten confirmation. Everybody will be heading to the game. Sens, Panthers, but Pilsy, they aren't the only honorable guests coming into attendance. 
No, this is a big game uh, at the CTC. Gary Bettman will be there for Ross Elliott Friedman and Jeff Merrick were saying this will be his first time in Ottawa since 2019. So wow. it's been a while since he's been to the nation's capital. Anything happened since then? Uh, yeah, a couple, <laughs> uh, a couple little roadblocks and obstacles there, that's for sure. But for him to be making the, uh, his way to Ottawa is obviously a big deal. And maybe some potential owners in the I, house. I don't think maybe. I think we will see potential owners there, maybe some lawyers, maybe some um, you know, some familiar faces, although I believe that Ryan Reynolds will not be in attendance tonight. That could obviously change, but we will see what happens in terms of that. I'm going to be locked on to TSN 1200 right before the game. Their pregame show will have Gary Bettman as a guest right Huge. before at 5 p.m. Eastern. So I wonder if he's going to divulge anything. Probably not, uh, as Gary Bettman is a master at saying a lot without saying anything at all. But we do know that this is a very key part. They've narrowed it down. They've had their initial bids. They've said, okay, are you serious or are you out? And I would say anyone who is seen tonight at the CTC, they better be taken seriously as a potential owner coming up for the Ottawa Senators. So uh, our boy at Laleem's Martian, he's got his power rankings he loves to do. So we'll see uh, how accurate that is. But uh, it's just good to see that this is moving towards a conclusion because we like talking about the puck moving around on the ice a little bit more than the musical chairs of who's going to be pulling the strings up in the owner's box. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, Laleem's Martian in the streets, they hook us up with uh, some info on this, that's for sure. So we appreciate that. But I mean, right now we know as much as everybody else knows about the sale of this team. So as Bruce Garriock uh, keeps saying, the timeline has been pushed back. The timeline has been pushed back, but Whatever, there's, there's no rush. There's no rush. Make make the right choice. That's what it's all about. Yes, keep Graham Roosten away from this team. Anyone else we can we can live with and we can work with here uh, on Locked On Senators. That's our official stance here as we near a conclusion, hopefully, to who the next owner of the Ottawa Senators will be. Who will own the final wildcard spot in the Eastern Conference? Even though the Islanders are trying their best to get out of the mix, they lost again last night. They are, I don't want to say on a, a losing skid, but certainly they're not on that that pace that they were over the last about two weeks where we we're like, oh, are they completely out of it, uh, like out of the race and like in a spot or what? Now they're coming off an overtime loss and then a regulation loss to the Buffalo Sabres. They have the New Jersey Devils tonight before they embark on a road trip at Washington, at Tampa, and at Carolina. So that's a team where they're kind of on the periphery, but they're also you know, still in the mix. It's Pittsburgh, really, that you're looking at if you're the Ottawa Senators. And if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to pull up the standings right here. Pittsburgh has four wins in their last 10 games, but Pilsy, unfortunately, they came through with a huge come-from-behind win on the weekend against Washington. Yeah, they uh, it was it was a wild game up against uh, the Capitals, that's for sure. And unfortunately, the Pittsburgh Penguins got the better of that one. So now, as it sits, as Ross pulls this up on YouTube for everyone listening, the Ottawa Senators have seventy five points in seventy three games, and the Pittsburgh Penguins have eighty two points in seventy three games. So, math guy, that's a seven point difference. Ross, one thing I did notice though is the Ottawa Senators beat their point total of last year. Last year, they only had 73 points. So, you know, it's, it's, it's all about improvement. It's all about improvement. So we're already past where this team was last year. 
Well, and the over-under, I believe, was set at 86.5 points for the over-under. Um, our old friend set that one. But obviously, you know we love our friends at FanDuel. I'm curious what they have right now. But they would need 12 points in the last nine games to hit the over. I say they do it. But you're obviously hoping for 90 or more points if you want a real shot at the playoffs. And I know there's a few teams in the way right now. But if they win tonight, uh, the Ottawa Senators, 77 points. Now, obviously, Buffalo is playing the uh, – or sorry, they did play the Islanders. Buffalo is actually – who are they playing tonight? I know they have a game. They've got um, – oh, it's, a, it's an interesting – Montreal. Too. Montreal, I know. I was like, oh, we got to cheer for some bad teams tonight, Billsy. And uh, Montreal being one of them. But you need these two points here, and, and there's no other way to put it because otherwise you're giving the Panthers up to 81 and then – it may as well be a three-horse race. Or even if Buffalo wins, then they could get in the mix. And all of a sudden, Ottawa feels like they're being left behind here. They would be three yeah. points back of getting into the mix, let alone back into a spot. So I, I'm saying this is a pawn and a half game, Pilsy. Uh, I, I really think it's that important that you get the two points. I think you might even lose a paw if you give up a point to Florida at this, uh, at this juncture of the season. But certainly, the way things shake out, you're hoping that they finish higher than the Batman 500 on the season. You hope that they can get 40 plus wins on the season, yeah. which they I'm sure haven't done since 2017. And you're just looking for that last push because now they're dealing with a few injuries. They're what would you call Chicker? Number two defenseman right now overall. Yeah, That's fair to say for sure. Two, three, him and Shabbat yeah. probably right there. Funny. We got the 20 year old way at the top already uh, cool. as, as uh, Jake Sanderson continues to impress uh, as we'll tell you where he's going to play. Uh, as they've kind of shaken things up on the back end as well with Ottawa. But you're, lo- you're without Jacob Chikrin, you're without Josh Norris all season, you're without both of your, your goalies, and let's see what you can push forward with with what they have right now left in the season. But all these teams are playing each other, right? I, I mentioned with the Islanders' schedule, they got Washington on, on the books here coming up. So this is, the, this is the time here where Ottawa can either stay in the race or they're going to fall out because they're four points up on Detroit as well. Right, so you're in a situation, and Detroit. Guess who they play tomorrow? The Pittsburgh Penguins. So we're cheering for Detroit, but then all of a sudden, if Ottawa can't win, now Detroit's right on your heels, and at that point, you're you're looking at just finishing ahead of Detroit, let alone getting into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is what it all comes down to. And hey, this is what we wanted the Sens to be playing meaningful games here. These game, this game tonight, it matters so much. It arguably is is the most important game of the season here. So whoa. This is it. This is it. These are the claw. These are the claw paw games you dream about playing uh, as a kid on your driveway, Ross. Uh, when you're thinking about your NHL career, it's all about the Mufasa paw analogy sticking in the wild card race. Coming up on the other side, a full game day preview. What changes can we expect? And let's meet the opponent tonight, the Florida Panthers. That's all next. You're listening to Locked On Senators. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. I love a protein bar that tastes delicious. Problem is, there's not too many of those. That's why I always turn to Built Bar. They're the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. First, they find out how to make their bars taste good, and they make that very apparent if you go to Built.com and look at all the flavors. Brownie, uh, cookie dough chunk, coconut almond, churro, raspberry. There's so many awesome flavors that they have. And 
they also are very healthy for you. They're low in calories, low in sugar, but on the flip side, high in protein and high in fiber. That's what you like to see from a protein bar. And all the bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And if you're going to Built.com, you got to check out the mix box because all the flavors are amazing. You're going to want to hide those from your roommates, from your family, from your partner, because you're going to want those all to yourself. So go to Built.com right now. Use promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Once again, Built.com, LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your next order. It's Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Today's episode is also brought to you by my favorite place on planet Earth. No, not the paradise that I find myself in right now. It's Shawarma Palace. You know how much I love Shawarma Palace. All of their nine locations and now open at the St. Laurent Shopping Center. You're never too far away from a shawarma palace. You're never too far away from extra garlic either. Whether you get the platter or the sandwich, it's all about making sure that the toppings are deliciously prepared. You know they will be at Shawarma Palace. Our great friends at Shawarma Palace also love the Sens just as much as you do. They are sending 20 people to the game tonight, courtesy of Shawarma Palace. That's all from them. We appreciate them so much. And Sens game days taste better at Shawarma Palace. So why don't you head there today, go grab a platter, sit down, and watch a great hockey game. Why not? They have nine locations. I mentioned the one at the Saint Laurent Shopping Center. They also have one at the Carleton University Food Court. You can find them on Rideau Street by Augusta. That's my favorite, the OG location. They've also got one on Bank Street by Baseball Town. And down at Bank and Hunt Club, you're never too far away. But if you're too lazy to go to a shawarma palace, just go find them on Uber Eats and make sure you let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. Game days taste better. Eat like a royal at Shawarma Palace. All right, Pilsy. Now I'm hungry. Thanks, Shawarma Palace, for that. Uh, always a great time to mention that Shawarma Palace on game day, it's like peanut butter and jelly, Pilsy. Oh, yeah. I mean, ev- literally every single time we're in Ottawa, Ross, before they were even a sponsor of the show, first thing we're like, all right, Let's figure out our day, but let's go to Shawarma Palace first. So we love them. It's literally like an Ottawa institution. Would you not say like you can't be you can't be hungry in Ottawa knowing there's a Shawarma Palace right around the corner? No, we we won't hear it. If you're like, oh, I'm hungry. I don't know what to eat. There's nothing good in Ottawa. Lies. Go to Shawarma Palace. Get filled up on the best, freshest food for a great price. And this isn't even an ad. This is just, I love talking about Chawarma Palace. (laughs) And I also do think they deserve some credit for for being such great people and being like, hey, it's Fan Appreciation Week. And that's why they they got this handful of tickets because they obviously are sponsors of the Sens as well. And they're like, no, we could just give them away ourselves. But no, let's let the Locked On Sens guys do it. And we've pushed them from 400 to 1,000 followers on Twitter. And I love that. Let's keep that train rolling. Our good friends at Chawarma Palace. I know they're cheering. For a Sens win tonight. Who's going to do it? Here's the Sens lineups, Pilsy. You want to run through the Sens? I'll do the Panthers later on. But we need a locked-on player and all that. Here's how the Senators will line up. Let's do it. All right. So, top line, Brady Kachuk, Tim Stutzla, and Claude Giroux. Then you've got Alex Dabrinkit, Shane Pinto, and Drake Batherson. Derek Broussard with Dylan Gambrell and possibly Matthew Joseph. Asterix. Patty Brown with Mark Kaslick and Austin Watson. And on defense, Sanderson and Zub, Shabbat Hamannick, hmm. Branstrom Holden. And we already know that Mad Sogard will be tonight's starting goaltender. 
And we put the asterisk beside Mattia Joseph, who has missed the last number of games with a lower body injury. But he said it himself yesterday. He's been skating every single day for the last about week, week and a half. Joseph has not played since March 12th at Calgary. And he only played two and a half minutes there before being checked very, I'll say viciously, into the boards. And just almost at an awkward angle, you could see his leg get caught. It was brutal. It almost felt like it was a season-ending injury. So good on Joseph. He's sitting at one, count it, one even strength goal this season. I'm sure that in, internally, even though he's got the contract for the next three years, he wants to finish this season on a high note, and they need bottom six depth scoring. And that's why they gave him that near $3 million contract at an AAV, because he can put the puck in the net historically, with Ottawa at least, in that short sample size last year. He needs a strong finish to the year. You just hope they're not rushing him because, Pilsy, you mentioned it. Without his speed, he's not going to be much of an asset. Yeah, that's the thing. So, like, unless Joseph is confident he's at least 90%, like, we need his speed on the penalty kill and on the rush to break out of the zone for that bottom six. So, it'll be interesting to see whether he gets the the go-ahead tonight. And also interesting is, well, one, I just love seeing Tyler Clevin's name on the extra list here. And if you want to learn more about Tyler Clevin, on Friday, we had Brad Schlossman from North Dakota discuss what his legacy was there and what he can bring at the next level. But let's talk about the defensemen who are in the lineup tonight. Sanderson, Zub, Shabbat, Hamannick, Pilsy. That's different. Yeah, that certainly is different, especially... We've seen hundreds of minutes of Sanderson and Hamannick and uh, a lot of Shabbat and Zub. So it's interesting that DJ Smith has elected to switch those guys up. But I will say Sanderson and Zub has seemed like a nice pair recently, especially with Sanderson kind of emerging as the number one guy. And then, Ross, your boy, Travis Hamannick, got to give credit where credit's due. He has played so much better lately. I, I even think... A week or two ago, Ross, I was like, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm out on Hammer. Like, this this is it. I can't. Uh, it's not working for me anymore. But I've come back around. And uh, he's played really well, not only with great block shots, but get, getting some offense in to Travis Hamnick here. So I think he's earned a chance to, to keep his spot in the top four here. Well, and I mean, with the situation without Jake, Jacob Chikrin, I, I agree with that. Now, you, you look at uh, at Travis Hamannick and, and what his future could hold, depending unrestricted free agent. That's something we can touch on a lot more throughout the summer. But uh, I, I just find it fascinating to me that every every issue that we had with him seems to be fixed. Now, safe maybe the rush defense, you're, you're hoping that he can kind of make, make reads a little better, whether it's a three-on-two or whatnot. But offensively, this guy is just, just bringing it. Game after game, night after night, it really felt like since the trade deadline, right? The Even the game before the trade deadline, you can go back. I, I want to pull up this because this is uh, very funny to me. It, take a guess. Let's, let's set the over-under, Pilsy. In his last 16 games, so since the win at Montreal, the last right before those two Detroit games, how many points does Travis Hamannick have in his last 16 games? Nine. Ten. Ooh, okay. I was close. Three goals, seven assists, 10 points, plus six in his last 16 games. Like, if he can maintain that, the cross, and that's easier said than done, but if he can maintain that for the next season, unreal. Yeah, and I think he's a perfect 6-7 defenseman for next year's decor, so I wouldn't mind that at all. No, not, not at all. But, hey, who's your lock player tonight? My locked-on player for tonight is going to be Drake Batherson-Ross. I think 
Um, while I don't know if that any of us have given him a standout recently, he's been an honorable mention guy in the last couple of games. And people in the post-cap chat, a lot of the time, a hot topic is Batherson looking good tonight, Batherson looking better. And in his last three games, he's got two assists, so no goals. And both of those assists, Ross, are even strength. So you'd like to see Drake Batherson con- contribute even strength. But what I'm looking at here. In the last three games, he has 16 shots. That's pretty damn good for uh, Drake Batherson. And in the game up against Boston, he had nine shots. So he's getting in the mix a lot more, and his even strength play has been much better as of late. So I'm going to be locked on to Drake Batherson, number 19 tonight. Where I think his game has taken the biggest leaps is on the four check. He's not afraid to bang bodies a little bit more. I felt like he was a little hesitant earlier on in the season. He said it himself. It's only been of recent days that his ankle is feeling 100% from that asshole Aaron Dell and, and the trash move he put on him last season. Hey, it's appropriate that they're playing Florida and we both have right wingers as our locked on player. I'm going with Claude Giroux tonight, the former cat. Panther last season he played great with the Panthers and they disrespected him by saying we want you back at one year one million dollars this guy's got a family to feed they're gonna offer him one million dollars for Claude Giroux no thanks but thanks because now he's an Ottawa senator and the road to a thousand points continues he's sitting at 70 points on the season 70 points on the season, Pilsy. He's third on the Senators in scoring. He's 35 years old, and he's just an absolute star. And I think he's going to have a little twinkle in his eye here playing against the Panthers. I'm sure his son, Gavin, will remind him that you're an Ottawa Senator now, Dad. So, you know, all good. We're fired up for this matchup tonight, and I do think there's going to be a little extra here. It's only the second head-to-head matchup, and you'll remember it was at the end of last season that Claude Giroux was like, hey, these Senators are ridiculously, uh, like, they're, they're battle. They battle, they battle. And that was when he was with the Cats. So he was already thinking of being an Ottawa Senator while he played for the Panthers. I'm looking it up right now. Had an assist in the first meeting against Florida. And it was game eight for Ottawa. I said game nine. It was the Panthers' ninth game. Eighth game of the season for Ottawa. So I'm going to be locked on to Claude Giroux tonight. I love that. Yeah, this is going to be a big game for Claude. And uh, he's getting closer and closer to a 1,000 career points, Ross. So close. Seven away. Seven away with nine games remaining. Eight. Is it eight games? No, nine because they play tonight. Nine wow. games remaining on the season. Clojure Road to 1,000. All right, Pilsy, I'm going to pull up here the Florida Panthers lines. If you're watching on YouTube, we got a couple clowns and a couple sends abroad on the Florida Panthers lineup chart, starting with the top line. And you might not know one of the names, but they can all put the puck in the back of the net. You know Alex Barkov, you know Matthew Kachuk, and Carter Verhage is the right wing on that top line. Then it's Eli Lusterainen, as well as the former senator, Anthony Duclair. We love seeing him come back from his uh, injury. I think it was a torn Achilles, Pilsy. Was it a torn Achilles for Anthony Duclair this year? It was some, something with his ankle. I know it was a leg injury. It might have been an Achilles injury. So that was tough with him uh, signing that big deal and coming back and then getting injured fairly quickly. So, yeah, we're, we're rooting for uh, Duclair. Duke was always one of my favorite senators. It was an Achilles injury. So good to see Anthony Duclair is back in the lineup for the Panthers. He's at left wing. Sam Reinhart is at right wing on that line. Uh, I've got no pride in telling you that Eric Stahl will be in the lineup tonight for the Florida Panthers. He's centering the third line between Ryan Lomberg and Anton 
Lundell. Lundell, easily a top 10 redraft from the 2020 draft that we paid so much attention to. Pilsy, you and I would have been happy with him at fifth overall. We were so high on his game, and he's come into the NHL and shown that, yeah, he's a pretty good player. And Ryan Lomberg, they call him the Lomborghini, the way he plays. That's a great nickname. I will give him credit for that as well. And another sends abroad. It's our good buddy Colin White on the fourth line, playing between Nick Cousins and Giovanni Smith on the back end. It's Gustav Forsling and Aaron Ekblad. Mark Stahl is with Brandon Montour. And Josh Mahara is with Radko Gudas in goal. We're looking at either Sergei Bobrovsky or we've got Lyon as well. And we are wishing Spencer Knight the best. I'm a big fan of his game. Uh, he's in the player assistance program right now. So hopefully he bounces back, gets whatever he needs to get under control and be ready to go for next season. The Panthers are 36-30-7 on the season. Sure, they're 6-3-1 in their last 10, but they're also on a three-game losing streak. Pilsy, who are you looking out for in tonight's game? Well, I'm going to be looking out for um, Alex Barkov, Ross. I think the cycle of Alex Barkov is so interesting to me. He went from being underrated. Still, to, though. Still. Yeah, uh, and well, the, the NHLPA poll that just came out, he's still underrated. He's been underrated for eight years. I think we get it. But the thing is, Ross, he was underrated for so long. And then he was everyone's answer for who's the most underrated player. So when everyone says you're underrated, now you're kind of no longer underrated and everyone respects you. But then with Matthew Kachuk coming in here, he's kind of stolen the thunder and all the spotlight from Barkov. So I feel like he's back down to being underrated. But man, this guy has been on an absolute heater, Ross. In the last 10 games, he's on a 10-game point streak. Let let me uh, remind you of that right off the bat. 16 points in his last 10 games. So he's been killing it lately. And that top line of Barkov, Kachuk, and Verhage, that is a deadly, deadly line that uh, you need to be worried about if you're the Ottawa Senators. Oh, absolutely. He's got six multi-point games in his last 10. And a big reason for that is because he's got his best winger he's ever had. No disrespect to Jonathan Huberto, who had, what, 100-plus points last year? I think it was like 115, but Kachuk had similar point totals in Calgary that year too. This guy is absolutely absurd, Matthew Kachuk. So obviously I'm going to be looking out for him. He's got a five-point game this year and two four-point games. How about the last time he played the Senators? He had one of his 10 three-point games on the season. He had a goal and two assists in that 5-3 win. You need to stay on top of him. That's what Brady said. They asked him this morning, how do you contain Matthew Kachuk? you got to make sure he does not have time and space because I think even more so than Brady. Maybe Brady can get there, but I think when you look at Matthew, there's a, a different element of skill where I think with Brady, he's, he's probably got more of the brute strength, the guy who's going to stand in front of the net and not be moved. Not that Matthew can't be a net front presence. Of course, anyone with the bloodlines of old Walt is, is going to be able to stand in front of the net, but we've seen the skill come out of Matthew. Like Brady tries so much to do that between the legs, move right at the goal. Matthew did it from the hash marks a couple years ago. For an overtime winner, nonetheless. With under a second left. Like, this guy (laughs) is such a treat to watch. And um, you're going to be looking out for him, of course, not only because the whole Kachuk clan will be in in attendance, not only because the Kachuks play their best hockey when the odds are the biggest and the games are the biggest. So I think we're going to see a great matchup. This is what everyone was saying, that wouldn't it be fun to get a, a Kachuk Kachuk interdiv- or a divisional matchup where it matters so much this time of the season 
Points are of, of at a premium. Let's see this this Brady versus Matthew go head to head and make sure it means something. Not only that, because Brady also said we we just watched his uh, pregame press conference before recording, and uh, he mentioned he's like it kind of got tired the COVID season. Nine times they played against each other. Their family couldn't even be in the crowd. It was just kind of mundane at that point. But now, oh man, take an enormous syringe and just inject all of that adrenaline into tonight's game. Yeah, it's it's finally a meeting between the two of them that isn't just a fun fluff storyline piece here. Like, there's a lot on the line here for both of these teams. You think they get in the mix? Obviously, we know Chantel says no fighting. I think that storyline's no tired, but I think that they're going to be battling after every whistle together. I think it's and it's not going to be like the Nick Paul Thomas Shabbat with a big smile on their face. These guys are competitors at the end of the day. Well, and Ross, they're both. The offensive driving forces of their teams. I mean, Tim Stutzla, you can you can definitely argue is that for the Ottawa Senators. But I mean, Brady Kachuk, top line. Matthew Kachuk, top line. These guys are going to be going at it every single shift. Yeah, I hope they're matched up head to head. That'd be awesome right now. Brady Kachuk, three goals in his last two games. He also has five goals in his last five. I think that actually extends further than five games. Yeah, he's actually got uh, seven goals in his last seven games for Brady Kachuk. Uh, so hopefully he can keep that going tonight in Ottawa. If we're getting a Senators win tonight, what's going to be the biggest key to that? Uh, I feel so bad saying it, Ross, because it's the most obvious answer, but it rings true. I'll say it again. The power play. It's the power play. Once again, like when this team is able to convert on the power play, they have success. And Ross, the reason why it's so important up against the Panthers tonight is they are the 28th penalty killing team in the league really yeah with a pk success rate at 74.8 percent so the ottawa senators you gotta take advantage of that you gotta beat them down because i think this florida panthers team i think everybody kind of uh ross especially you you love to dump on how bad of an offseason they had but Yes, it was a bad offseason, but when you're a president's winning, uh, president trophy winning team, usually you can't afford to keep everyone around, especially when you're offering $1 million to a legend like Clojure. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So embarrassing. But this is still a good team, Ross. They're just not a good team right now. We mentioned it when we looked at the lineup. Three-game losing streak. Uh, a bunch of guys like Ekblad. This has not been a, a great season for him. They've got Sergei Bobrovsky making $10 million. They can barely get a save out of him. Unfortunately, Spencer Knight is not available either. So this is a team that kind of the pieces are there, but they're not quite gelled right now. And I think the Ottawa Senators need to take advantage of that. And the way they're going to do that is with the man advantage, because that's where the Ottawa Senators thrive. And typically when they do well in the power play, they end up winning the game. My key to victory is at least break even with the top lines when they're out there head to head, because that's second line. And I know they have kind of Ekblad play on that second pair because of how well Brandon Montour's played this year. But look at this, their top line and top pair, and I know plus minus isn't everything, but when there's such a contrast, you have to bring it up. Gustav Forsling is plus 16, Matthew Kachuk plus 22, you've got um, Barkov plus 5, and Verhege plus 12. Aaron Ekblad is minus 16, Sam Reinhart is minus 18 this season. So the contrast between those and the fact that they're both kind of top six guys on the same type of team, like break even on the first line and I want that Giroux or, or sorry Batherson line 
out there, and I want Pinto to have a big game. And if that's the case with the Brinkett, if that line can lead the way and push, I think we could see a win. Hey, how about this? The Brinkett scores, the Sens win. <laughs> Sign me up. I heard they're pretty good when he wins. Do you know the yeah, record? We've heard. 17-1-1 last I checked. If you want to actually uh, learn more about that, I tweeted out all of them. I was just kind of sitting in the sun, hanging out. I was like, I'm curious because some people don't like the stat and I don't really care whether they do or not, but I was like, is it that impressive for others? And it turns out there's only one other guy that we should bring it up and we will tweet it out if he scores tonight. The Sens are 9-1-1 when Derek Broussard scores. Is he the X factor around here? That You know, it's funny you say that, Ross, because I actually think, like, every time I'm thinking Broussard scores, like, it usually ends up being a good game. So he could be the X factor here. A reminder that the boys will have the postcast for you. I will be at Mullet Arena for the first time ever. It's going to be hilarious. Great time. we got McDavid in action. But you and Jack Richardson will have the postcast. And we know the dogs are loving that one. If you can see behind me on YouTube. Sorry if the uh, the audio is cutting in there. But we absolutely love to see a postcast with Jack Richardson after a win. I know it's few and far between. But I have a good feeling about tonight, Pilsy. I'm going to say 4-3 win in regulation. Ross, I think this game is going to get off the rails here. I'm going 6-4 win in regulation. There's oh, going to well, be goals. In regulation, not 6-4 at OT? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Hey, we also want to shout out Jonas Sogard, who joined us in the postcast Legend. after Thursday's game. If you missed that, you got to go listen to that postcast. He will still be in attendance. The family is still there. Sogard, here's a stat for you. Mad Sogard is 1-0 in his NHL career when his family is in attendance. So I'm expecting a great, great game for the Great Dane tonight. We got to move them to Ottawa. I know we do. I'm sure Jonas would be all for it. There's plenty of bakeries Jonas can work at in Ottawa. Let's go. Hell yeah. Pilsy, any final thoughts tonight? Final thoughts for me is... I say tonight it's 9 a.m. Pacific. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, it's claw time for me, Ross. The Mufasa claw. This this is it right here. This is the claw paw game, and it's massive. And you know what? I got a good feeling about the Sens tonight, Ross. I don't know what it is. You know me. Whenever I got a good feeling about the Sens, they always do well. So I am feeling a Sens win, and they're actually underdogs in tonight's game, which is kind of at home. At home, exactly. Sends, sends our lead at home, too. So that, I think that I is checked uh, on FanDuel. They were plus 110. So it's close. But uh, when you get that plus sign there at home, you got to get a little frisky with it. So I'm tossing a couple shekels on this game here. Senators are 20, 13, and 3 at home. The Panthers are 15, 18, and 3 on the road. My final thoughts is good luck to all the CHL Sens prospects who are going to be making playoffs this year. Again, we have to start by saying it's so unfortunate that Tyler Boucher is out for the season. Our Ottawa 67s finishing first place in the Ontario Hockey League. So very unfortunate that he won't be participating in the playoffs. We're hoping a full recovery from him. But we will have plenty of Senators to watch. Chandler Romeo will be there with your Guelph Storm. We've got Carson Latimer and Zach Astapchuk with my Winnipeg Ice Those are the key guys to watch, but Thomas Hamara is also in the mix with the Kitchener Rangers as well. Funny that there's not a single sense prospect in the Quebec League right now. It's wild. Uh, Yeah, it's crazy. The last last one was a wild cat in Philip Dow. Yes, true. 
<laughs> but we will leave it at that tonight. Congratulations to all the Sens prospects doing big things. We also should note it, obviously head over to at Sens prospect. The guy is an absolute stud keeping up with all the Sens prospects around. But we do know that Philip Nordberg's season is done. And also Ben Rogers OHL career is done. And he's unsigned right now. So I don't know what's next for Ben Roger, but I can tell you that Philip Nordberg ended his season, played for four teams in three different leagues. The Senators' top pick in the last draft, 62nd overall. And he had 18 points in 60 games across three leagues, four teams. So I hope he comes over to North America next season. I think it would be good for his development to play in Belleville and and learn kind of the ropes. Imagine a left side. We know the right side. And again, things are going to change. We're going to have a lot of time this summer to discuss Jacob Bernard Docker and Lassie Thompson. But we talked about how the right side was so strong in Belleville with Max Gannett there. Imagine the left side with Nordberg and uh, and with Tyler Clevin next year. That would be pretty fun. Big yeah, bodies. That would be fun. Yes, absolutely. So all that coming up this summer. Again, if you missed Mark Mathot last week, if you missed Brad Schlossman, plenty of Locked On Senators to get caught up for. And we'll see you tonight with Pilsy and Jack Richardson in the postcast. But for today, we say goodbye. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast. Your team every day.